0: Fatality Fitness Podcast, covering everything from fitness, health and nutrition, with your host Matthew Smiley, covering top topics and answering all your fitness Q&As with featured guests.
1: Hello and welcome to the Fatality Fitness Podcast and on this episode I've got Nicola Thompson. Nicola, how are you doing?
0: I'm great, thank you. Thanks for having me on the podcast.
1: Yeah, it'll be good to have you on. It's a good chat, talking about kind of, well what I talk about is kind of the misconception of kind of training when it comes to females but before we go there tell me a bit about you, your background, your story and how you got started in fitness.
0: Of course so I have been active my entire life I was a dancer growing up I came out of the womb dancing and I started seriously kind of training probably about the age of 12, 12 or 13 when I was in high school. I went to college for a year to complete my hnd and and performing and at the age of 18 i started working for norwegian cruise lines as a professional dancer aerialist so that was really exciting it was like my childhood dream so that was really great obviously as a dancer you're chasing that very slim skinny life i was weighed you know that that had an implication on whether i had like written warnings and things like that so my weight was such a big focus of my life and my aesthetics was such a big focus and I ran a lot I used to run 5k's every single day and I never I did typical typical I guess dancer you know trained a lot and didn't eat all that much so I yeah that was my life at the age of 19 on my second contract my friend Izzy, he started training with one of the personal trainers on the ship at the time and they started weight training and I was, they were asking me if I wanted to train with them and I was like, why do these two guys that are like really hench want to train with me? I had the conception that obviously training was to get you big and like you're like really big. And so I was like, why do they want to train with me? And then eventually I gave in and I tried it and I really enjoyed it. I loved the kind of the feeling of strength and growing in strength and learning about it so that's when I started weight training when I was 19 so I was still performing and at the it was the following year I had a really serious injury and I had to come off ship and I was on and off ship constantly for a couple of years and at the age of 22 with the effects that the industry had that injury had on me sorry my career ended. So I was a bit lost, didn't really know what to do. I was already qualified as a PT. I was doing my PT qualifications in and out of contracts, in between them. And I started working at Pure Gym Bath Street. So you actually, Scott was on your last podcast, so I worked with Scott. Um, I was working at Pure Gym Bath Street, and then lockdown obviously happened. And now I'm fully online. So I guess that's how I got into fitness, why I got into fitness, one, or why I got into weight training, I was too flexible, and I didn't have the strength to support it as a dancer. First and foremost, because we trained so much with flexibility. Yeah. I also got into it. Why I got into it is because aesthetics was such a big part. You know, I was so hyper focused on what my body looked like as a as a professional dancer that I never really supported it in a healthy way and I really just love challenging my mindset I love to challenge like I love going into a session challenging my body seeing what it can do challenging my mindset as well see how far I can push myself so yeah that's my story.
1: With the injury that had happened to you and obviously you're working on the cruise ships did you feel that that kind of forced your hand to then push your career with personal training or was it because you were getting more involved in doing weight training and finding out about yourself that you then decided that this was going to be a path and also going fully online is that again has that been a situation that has forced your hand like COVID has happened you were obviously doing face to face personal training is has that then forced your hand to then become fully online personal training?
0: I wouldn't say so I I knew before my injury that I wanted to be a coach and I wanted to help something I'm very passionate about is just female confidence and empowerment and having a healthier lifestyle I guess that's through my own experience so I wouldn't say it forced me into it I was already working towards it I think it happened a little earlier than I anticipated but I was something I was definitely working towards what was the second part of your question
1: and then, what the situation with COVID. the COVID, sorry, has that forced oh. your hand a wee bit as well?
0: Again, no, I think it just um, increased the speed of the process. Yeah. I started working with my business coach, Adam Haley. I worked with him three years ago. Not planning on building a business, just wanting to learn what it was like. And I knew that I wanted to be an online coach, like eventually. I wasn't in a position to do it at that point. I knew that I had to go work in a gym, kind of earn my stripes, get working with clients, learning and growing as a coach before I could do that. So I guess COVID just like sped up the process it i it was always kind of where i wanted to take my business but it, it just sped up the process i guess
1: yeah yeah i thought i follow adam i quite like a lot of his stuff um yeah. a very good coach so let's dive in we'll talk about it so the weight training for females do you think there's still a kind of misconception or now do you think that females are now starting to get a bit of belief that it's not going to make you big and bulky
0: I think it comes from both ends of the spectrum. I, you know, most clients that still come to me still are doing HIIT sessions three, four, five, six times a week. It's still something that a lot of women do. And I think it's just through lack of knowledge. So you could also argue, though, that girls are wanting that kind of thicker legs, thicker glutes, small waist. So arguably they could be training for that, not bulky, but bigger physique if that makes sense but a lot of women that also chase that goal aren't training for that goal if that makes sense and it's just a lack of knowledge I think I think looking from the outside in I think we need to remember what the stereotype of weight training is and it is a big bulky guy that's what you think of and so obviously you and I both know that and females that train already weight trained know that it's not going to get you big and bulky but if you look from the outside in and you have no idea about weight training it's obviously a fear that a lot of women are going to get because they're just going to see this stereotype obviously we can't all follow stereotypes but it still is a a part of our, our society so I do think there is still that little bit of misconception that weight training is going to get you bulky I do think as well the body image for females I would say maybe not so for for males you could have your input in this is it's almost a trend you know everyone does was doing the hit sessions when that was like a big thing and now everyone's training glutes and quads and everyone wants big glutes and quads and everyone's working towards that but I think it is, it still becomes a
1: trend, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Do you think it's all about kind of clients building up trust and knowing that what you're preaching to them about kind of weight training is is what like they need a bit of trust in you and and me to know that we're leading them in the right direction. That like doing seven eight nine ten hit sessions a week is not going to get you the this physique that they put out and as you said maybe that is the trend that they're following do you think that that's where it comes from there's like lack of trust and then they need somebody that they need to be a wee bit more trust to somebody that's been on that journey and explaining to them like this is what's this is where it comes from this is what you need to do
0: i think so i think yes i think I mean clients come to me and you know I ask them why why me why why they came to me of all coaches because there's plenty out there and it's because they resonate with my story or they, I'm very open and transparent about my journey and the difficulties I've went through in my journey and I'm very open and transparent about that and I think a lot of females can resonate with some of the things that I went through so you know most coaches say you you can't take a client to get shredded if you've not done it yourself and that's that's pretty fair. That's a pretty pretty fair statement. You know, I have went through my ups and downs, my relationship with food, my relationship with training, my lifestyle, my struggles. My clients can relate to that. So if effectively, I am helping them not make the mistakes that I've made you know, and I think as well, a lot of my clients, they actually resonate with my client story. So things that I post about my clients on Instagram, they resonate with that. So I think, yes, they do. have. I mean, you have to have trust. It's your health. And I say this to everyone that signs up or anyone, if I don't think is the right fit, your health is more important than money in my pocket. So I think having a level of trust with your health, something that is such a big component of our of our lives you know food at the end of the day is fuel and we need to learn to fuel our bodies it's what keeps us moving keeping active making sure that we're not putting ourselves at risk of injury and things like that so yeah I do think you need to have trust I think you need to go to a coach that is going to you know that's going to provide you with the results that you want and that, that yeah that comes from trust that comes from social proof that comes from your clients being able to resonate and know that you care about them as an individual
1: yeah. Yeah I think that what you spoke about there was like the the mistakes that we have previously made and I think that's the thing that people need to look at if you want to get on a journey follow a, get, get yourself a coach because the coach has made the mistakes for you already, you don't need to go down that route and make the same mistakes to then be a year or two years down the line and think to yourself oh, I wish I'd done it this way where we've We've done it. We've probably tried all the diets. We've probably tried all the HIIT training and the weight training. So we've been there and we've done it. And I think that's why I kind of wanted to get you on to talk about that as well. So I want to talk about this, the misconception of eating very little calories. So if this is, um, is this something that you've previously done before? Tell us a bit about your experience and how you can, people can learn from your experience. And obviously you've mentioned it slightly about the, your kind of dancing career and how you had a uh, body image kind of thing that you had to uphold, just say, and it probably tried a lot of things to to do that.
0: Yeah, I neglected my body. I I put my hands up and say I've done things that I can't believe I did to my body, trying to chase an aesthetic goal. I actually, if I again, if I'm going to be fully transparent, I was diagnosed with a condition called REDS, which is called relative energy deficiency in sport. And a lot of female athletes get it, and it, it is from overtraining and undereating. You, you know, I my hormones went; they weren't functioning efficiently. I lost my menstrual cycle. I my training was not efficient. I actually don't know how I was able to perform and do the exercise to the extent that I was with how much I was consuming. But I think that just comes down to like those social, like you know, as a dancer, that like my aesthetics was such an important part of my job and but it was a lack of knowledge as well I think there's no denying that you know there isn't still a misconception that low calorie diets and things are the way to go but ultimately I think what we need to remember as well is females are going to have to diet on less calories than a male so there's already that idea that we have to go be on lower calories but I think it just gets taken to the extreme um But, yeah, I think there is such a pressure of aesthetics in our culture and there's a lack of knowledge, I guess, awareness of what calories are. And, you know, calories are energy. That's all it is. It's a metric of energy. So you see on Instagram, like, girls posting full day of eatings, but it's all centred around a calorie deficit. I just think there's a lack of awareness for maintenance and growth for a female.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, I had a girl contact me last week. Uh, asking if she was uh, like asking about a c- couple of questions on just calories training twice a day doing weight training doing hit training 1300 calories i'm like come on like straight away i could see like it's just mm-hmm. that and i think that is it's just lack of knowledge a misunderstanding it is. and uh let's talk about more about the the body image so obviously you're saying like from being in that dance culture, the body image was a massive thing to you. Do you think that's a it's, that's the kind of danger just now with the kind of social influence of like social media?
0: I think so. I think a lot of females are like, I, I guess this happens to males as well. I'm not saying it's only happening to females, but I, just from my experience or from what I see and from what my clients tell me, there is just such a huge presence of, what I guess our current body image trend is for aesthetics and a lot of girls do chase it and I think if you don't if you don't look like an influencer like what a typical influencer body looks like then you know a lot of girls are beating themselves up for it and I think as well you know I look at pictures from even when I was in my dancer days and I look and even I I discussed this with my coach I look so inflamed I look so I, I look so, my body looks inflamed and I am eating more now than I have ever had and I look fuller and I look healthier and I'm still, you know, happy in my body and confident in my body. So I think there's just, yeah, that lack of awareness and with the social media culture, just the way we're in, constantly seeing calorie deficits everywhere. It, it doesn't necessarily promote, I think, you know, obviously That's a lot of females' goal, or that's a lot of females that I work with, is their goal to lose weight, and that's totally fine. But I don't think it has to be to the extreme that they think it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's the only thing that I found really quite irritating with the James Smith with the calorie deficit thing. He done it; he get attention, and it it did get him the likes and the shares and and the followers. But if he's if he actually go and read his books, he actually gives more information and more background on it rather than just thinking calorie deficit. And you think about it, if that's the way that it's been marketed and females do that, and they see, like, they need to be on a bed, they think to themselves, right, I need to be on a deficit, it needs to be extremely low. It's, I mean, as you say, extreme levels, then uh, the, the dangers that it does cause to females as well, like how you feel, you're going to feel terrible. As you say, your, your female menstrual cycle, so your hormones are all messed up as well with extreme calorie deficit. And I think once she's actually dive in and read on his book or his two books that he's got there that you'll find that he actually gives a lot more knowledge and, and the extreme calorie deficits don't actually work Um, and how did, tell me a wee bit about how did you feel so how did you feel when you were a dancer like with that low calorie intake to, compared to how you feel just now not about how your body image is obviously from what I can see on social media we can see that you look quite aesthetically strong glutes are quite well developed so you're in good shape but how did you feel like to then to now I
0: I've never really thought about that actually I was always ti- like always tired I mean I was very I've always been pretty structured with my days anyway on ship it's definitely a lot difficult I was obviously tired I my energy was just always kind of shocked And it's just not like that was it, but it became the norm. So I never really recognized it, Yeah, you know, like I just was always drained, but I never knew I was always drained because I was always drained, you know, like I just, my energy wasn't great.
1: And the thing is now is obviously from a mental point of view, you're obviously in a better place as well. Back then you're probably cautious about how you looked, Um, as you said, from the image that a dancer has to be a certain way, but as now you're probably more relaxed and probably feeling like, as you say feeling comfortable and and good in your own kind of body
0: yeah my relationship with food has definitely improved and I, I can eat so freely whereas when I was on ship that was something I just couldn't do very without feeling guilty you know and I think that's just that was just my lesson I guess but I also improved my knowledge on nutrition and what it actually took to gain weight and what it actually took to lose weight and what you know type of energy I needed and having a higher protein intake and that type of things and I have coached it like I have a coach so I think just increasing my knowledge on nutrition definitely helped my aesthetics and definitely helped my health so I think something that we always forget is that your health becomes like your health is priority your health comes before aesthetics and we we just live in a, a world where aesthetics. Obviously, aesthetics are important. I think aesthetics are important. It has such a big impact on your confidence. So yes, they are important. But your health is ultimate priority.
1: Yeah, definitely. Something that I'm definitely trying to push a lot more is looking at your health, look at your um, self care. Where are you mentally? Like especially in this kind of period when all this stuff's going on, you really yeah. need to think about your kind of mental. Uh, health as well so let's talk about how do you you think that females are susceptible to the kind of social influences and targets for kind of marketing for kind of dietary products or kind of fitness products i
0: don't think we're more susceptible to it i think it's not a case of females being more susceptible i think it's they are targeted more towards females than they are males, you know. There's female fat loss products. There's not necessarily male fat loss products, you know. I think, you know, you could argue this, but men are much less likely to ask for help and support than a female is. So it's easier to have females as your target audience for these fat loss products, you know. And I that comes back to the lack of awareness for no maintenance for females or no muscle growth for females or no getting strong or anything like that. It's all you see for females online or all I see anyway is calorie deficits and I post about it because that's I I understand that's what a lot of females want to achieve they want to lose a little little bit of weight to feel a bit more confident in their body and that's fine but fat loss products I would say are a lot more geared towards females you know it's like drop three dress sizes like even that word dress sizes it's a female there's female connotations in that so i do think it is a lot more directed towards females
1: i think the thing with it as well is you look at the kind of programs that females watch so love island Towie, whatever it is the kind of uh reality kind of tv and then it's the people that are then turning around and try to sell these kind of dietary supplements and fat loss products and that's i think that's why they kind of get roped in to buying these products because they're following people on reality tv programs that maybe they see and they think to themselves they look in good shape they like and then they they then are targets to then buy the products that these people are selling and then the thing that annoys me about that is obviously they people do not have knowledge on fitness products or dietary products they then promote it what's what's your thoughts on that
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. I think it's an endorsement, isn't it? It's it then comes down a company paying for for advertisement. You know, I don't I don't put tens of thousands of pounds in advertisement because I don't like I don't yeah, I just don't. And I think that's just because obviously the 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 bigger profiles that you see is, is gonna be the products that you see, you know. I think if there's anything that I can advise women to do is to do your research on or find smaller not necessarily smaller accounts but find accounts that just are not necessarily endorsing products that accounts that value the same values you have but also just to increase their knowledge and actually go and learn about what training is and what nutrition is and what how to actually be in a calorie deficit without you know drinking weird teas
1: yeah i know (laughs) but that's the thing it's like these people are. I'm not going to then. People aren't going to then buy acting products off me or hair products off me. I don't have a clue what I'm talking about when I'm <laughs> going to talk about acting or talking about hair. So why should they then buy fitness products off people who are generally actors? Like they're not yeah. got any. They've not got any knowledge or education on when it comes to fitness or exercise or nutrition. So why take advice yeah, off? Just, them?
0: Yeah, it's just how these companies make money, isn't it? It's how they get their advertisement out.
1: Massive, innit? So, do you think that social media should be doing more on this to kind of stop people selling these products, or also kind of block any? Because I've noticed recently that Instagram have started popping up this kind of uh, kind of warning sign before certain pictures. So that was like a, a girl had her glutes out, and it was like a warning. Um, and I know that on Facebook, when you try to if you're to promote like a a body transformation picture they kind of block it they don't allow that anymore so do you think that now social media should be doing more on that and that it should be trying to stop these influencers selling kind of fat loss products for especially i would say for, for younger teenagers anyway
0: yeah i, I definitely it's, yes i think you know the, the instagram and the facebook algorithms they support these companies that are pumping tens of thousands of pounds of advertisement right and so these big companies that are promoting these types of products it's a quick fix too and i think a lot of people want to buy into a quick fix but the algorithm doesn't support you know small accounts like me and you that are providing valuable relatable accurate content that people can actually resonate with and actually get long-lasting results with the algorithm supports these bigger endorsement companies and that's that's just the way it is I get that that's that that is what it is but I do think these products you know they do add to that negative body image that we that I've spoke about because that that is like drop three dress sizes in three days or weeks or whatever you know it's not realistic but it's what people want to achieve and I think if, yeah, if I have any advice, like I said, for other females, is to follow accounts have relatable and accurate content that you can actually resonate with. You know, Huffington Post, they did, uh, like, a, uh, statistics. And do you know four people fail... Sorry, one person, or, like, what typical, a person will fail four diets a year. Like, I just think that's crazy, and that's because of these endorsement products. That's because of these ads that you see on instagram and facebook so yeah i do think they should but again that's just them pumping money into a company so yeah i do think they should be doing more i think the algorithm doesn't support you know smaller accounts that do have that valuable relatable aspect
1: yeah and that's the thing it's like all these kind of accounts that you'll see are just trying to push products whereas me and you as much as we want to take on clients that is our product but we still give out knowledgeable information each day to try and help people who aren't going to be maybe not maybe not be clients but take knowledge and information and kind of educate from our accounts whereas we should be getting pushed and they should be getting pushed back Kind of, i would say
0: yeah i think as well like i have people message me and say oh do you have, do you do like training plans or whatever no i don't because that I'm not going to, like, this daylight robbery in my eyes. Like, I'm not going to get your result by just handing you nutrition and training. So by handing you a a skinny tea, you're not going to get the results. You need that support, that that accountability, that knowledge, that growth, that's like, community aspect. That's what's going to get you, ultimately, your long-lasting results.
1: Yeah. If if anybody could take anything away from listening to this, what would you say to a few females out there?
0: It would be to make sure that you are i am such a big um advocate for following accounts that add value to your life so you know instagram is such a big part of our culture now so i would definitely say make sure that you're following accounts that add value to your life in general but also if it is going to come from a fat loss or a fitness or a nutritional aspect follow accounts that you can relate to and that their content actually resonates with you and that you read and you go do you know what i'm i can apply that like content is actionable you know the information how to create a calorie deficit is not what you are paying a coach for that you're not you're not paying a coach to do your your macros really you're paying them for their support and their accountability so you know there's no content out there that you can't get for free you know so for i would say follow accounts that you can relate to that you resonate with that don't aren't going to sell you a a a short-term
1: product yeah i guess that's the thing we've got to look at it and as you say it's like when we talk about health we're talking about long jeopardy we're talking about your life we're not talking about Six weeks to get in shape, we're drinking this tea and shiting it back out. And <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that's the thing that's like all of these people are quite looking for quick fixes. When we know, like, as me and you as trainers, we're trying to help people prolong their life inc- and yeah. increase, increase their living, be healthier, create new habits, be happy in their own body all these kind of things that we promote as trainers. Where can people find you? Where can they follow your account?
0: Uh my Instagram is Nick Thompson Fit so you can follow me on Instagram and i yeah I post on there I respond to pretty much every message if it's not uh, a bot. <laughs> um so yeah like I my I always say this to everyone my DMs are always open regardless if it's for coaching or not.
1: Yeah definitely if anybody's got any questions pop them over. Again I think it's great to hear these kind of stories from a female as much as people my clients and people that follow me can maybe have a bit of trust in me it's still good to hear it from a female who's been in this experience and, and tried these things and, and learned from them made these mistakes and that's the thing we are going to make mistakes in life it's how you learn from the mistakes and, and take that forward so thanks for coming on it's been great um great getting a chat to you and um yeah make sure you follow uh Nicola on social media <laughs>
0: Fatality Fitness Podcast, covering everything from fitness, health, and nutrition with your host, Matthew Smiley, covering top topics and answering all your fitness Q&As with featured guests.